podcast. My name is Leah Thompson. As a graduate of Cary Christian School, it's my honor to get to introduce you to our phenomenal group of teachers. On this week's episode, I'll reintroduce you to CJ Spenden, one of our rhetoric school history teachers. We will be discussing the American Revolution and how CJ engages in that conversation with his seniors. I'm excited for you to hear how he helps them dive into history and wrestle with um, deep and meaningful questions. And so please join me in welcoming him. CJ, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast this week. I'm excited to dive into the American Revolution. Before we get started, do you mind just letting the audience know what classes you teach? And I know you've taught several different classes over the last few years. And so where are you right now? Yeah, right now here in this year, 2022 to 2023, uh, I have the opportunity to teach American history to our seniors and a few juniors, and then rhetoric three, year three, the emphasis on the canon of style to the junior class. So previously taught logic and uh, American history back on the logic hall as well, and very happy um, to be where I am now and working with our upperclassmen. That's awesome. I know right now in American history, you guys are uh, talking about several different things, uh, one of them being the American Revolution. And so I'd love to just hear a little bit of how you're diving into that and maybe how it differs from what you did with the sixth graders. And I know because you taught American history and now you're teaching it again with Mm -hmm. a different audience. So what does that look like? Yes, and there's some carryover there. Rhetoric, style. Style is determined by the appropriateness in our audience, etc. So yeah, big changes. So um, as far as sixth grade, I started with uh, the Monroe Doctrine, so the beginning of the 1800s, the okay. 19th century. But still, um, you know, we're constantly having to refer back to the revolution. I mean, it's the start, the birth of our nation frequently throughout the year with the sixth graders. But of course, what's so different with now the other end of the second cycle as far as Mm -hmm. our history curriculum is set up is we're going much deeper. Mm -hmm. So, so much of the skeleton is there. They've heard of these events. They understand they've done awesome experiences in their younger years uh, of different, uh, whether it's plays, recitals, events, and activities um, that have developed great memories from their uh, younger time. But now we're going deeper. Now we're talking about bigger questions Mm -hmm. Okay, this is part of our story, but is it right? Is it something worth to be celebrated? How should we think? How should we feel about it? How should we as Christians think about the idea of of revolution, even just broadly? Is that a Christian thing to revolt? Hmm. And so these are some of the questions we're trying to address and we're trying to think through uh, very thoughtfully as Christians and as part of the classical tradition. What does that look like in the classroom with your students as you engage in those bigger questions. What are some of the ways that they engage with that? Yeah, so it's both uh, got to start with peeling back, reaching back deep into the Christian and classical tradition. So, okay, what is government? Mm -hmm. What is the function of government? And so I'm constantly trying to remind my class that we have three basic institutions that God has given us um, by his own 
intentional ordination. So his own specific involvement and at times in his specific revelation in scripture. And so the first and foremost, as far as human society is concerned, is the family. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, marriage being the the real bind between a man and a wife, a husband and wife to, uh, to be... Uh, the, the forming couple and creation of the family unit. And then secondly, uh, we have the church, the ecclesiastical institution. Mm-hmm. So Old and New Testament. And, um, you know, we see the structure of church, ecclesiastical structures and governance, of course, in the Old Testament, where that's more in line with the civil government, etc. New Testament, of course, new covenant differences there. But of course, uh, throughout all of human history, we see God clearly emphasizing and outlining um, the structure. And this is a consistent institution for uh, the distribution, the means of sacrament, etc., and God's revelation and ministry uh, to his people, his and, and of course that religious sphere and then thirdly of course and here's where most of our time is civil government mm-hmm. the civil magistrate and so this is something that we have to okay we have to really understand our background our foundations our philosophical presuppositions mm-hmm. and in the way we're thinking and feeling about government just firsthand first things before we just dive into of course history is defined mm-hmm. you know as far as American history it begins in the middle of European history and so we're jumping into the middle of world European history what for us we can see is the birth the genesis of who we are as a society as a people Mm -hmm. but there's so much stuff that's happened before that shaped and made made it what it is today and so dealing with those uh, bigger questions of you know trying to land and of course the place we're trying to land is is we're reaching back specifically to John Locke Mm -hmm. so in some of the big takeaways there one of them being okay the purpose of government is the protection of our life our liberty and our property Hmm. and so and of course we're looking at okay so now what happens though when a government fails to protect our life liberty and property as defined by Locke then the people are bound by the social contract to rise up Mm -hmm. and to amend or to replace this the fallen the broken government that has fallen by the wayside Mm -hmm. is not able to meet these needs and then of course then we have to reach into the christian tradition as well so what about romans chapter 13 Mm -hmm. honor the emperor nero's burning you know and persecuting christians burning down rome blaming it on them you know they're being heavily persecuted but yet paul is writing to them honor the emperor Mm -hmm. and so looking at other texts as well both from of course the greatest works that have contributed by common grace to the classical tradition and Western civilization, but also first and foremost, emphasizing the supremacy and the sufficiency of Scripture as well to be our guide. So these are sources that we're pulling from, we're we're reading, we're discussing, and um, that we're working with as far as trying to answer those big questions. That's great, and that's and there's there's a lot there. That's a oh, lot yeah. to unpack. Are there ways that the students get to do that? Are they sitting back and talking about what a just war is and when are when it's Appropriate, maybe to revolt, specifically looking at the American Revolution. Yeah, that's the the fun and hard part of my job is trying to figure out the logistics of that. Um, you know, how much time am I able going to be give talking about you know classical just war theory? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, use ad bello, use in bellum, uh, and so if I'm even getting the Latin right, but the and or you know uh, getting more into the specific nitty gritties of the situation, etc. You know, uh, and so 
essentially the way I've broken it down is is that okay we're first we're going through we're getting the history we're getting the facts we're getting back into the people we're touching we're discussing in lecture and discussion some of these ideas but then we got a test coming up and they're excited about that um, <laughs> next week but then after the test these last few days of the quarter um, that's when I'm going to be handing them more of these primary sources and resources and um, we are using a debate mm-hmm. to be the final end uh, assignment for this quarter finishing strong answering the question re- uh, rebel or loyalist hmm. and so you know what what would we do how would we try and think if we try to uh, put ourselves in the shoes of those there in 1775 and 1776 mm-hmm. you know we've read about all the things that have been going on the intolerable acts the Boston massacre the Boston Tea Party with all these things happening is this genuine justification is this government gone bad is this a, a tyranny? Is, as Jefferson says, rebellion against tyrants' obedience to God mm-hmm. or not? So, um, and so, and so that's kind of the, the logistical framework that we've come up with. So we're going through uh, a basic unit, you know, going through some documents, good lecture and discussion about the history, touching on those ideas, but then diving deeper with the debate to follow. So I'm pretty excited, and I think the students are too. So Do they get to pick the side, or are you assigning? So I think I'm going going to assign okay. as far as uh, as far as what they're going to be doing now but the thing is, is they have to be prepared, obviously, for both. Right. So in order to argue one side or the other, you have to, of course, to avoid the dreaded straw man fallacy, you really have to give credit where credit is due to the other side. And so um, they will be assessed on their understanding and their handling of both arguments in this debate. I'll be so curious to hear how that goes and how the students engage in that and kind of where maybe it'll be interesting to see if they all land in similar camps on in each class or if it'll vary depending on the class so that's really neat and that's such an important conversation because you're diving into authority and what does authority look like and um just like you said what does that respect what does respect for authority mean um so i'm excited that you guys get to again use history to dive into the deeper topics too and engage um, almost like a case study in these deeper questions and so that's really that's really awesome Um, thank you so much for kind of walking through that and I'm excited to hear how it goes yeah awesome thank you for having me on thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today I hope you enjoyed our conversation with CJ our goal in each of our classes is that our students wouldn't just be told what to think but rather taught how to think And I love the idea of using a debate to help our students wrestle with these big ideas that people have wrestled with for a long time and that we will continue to be thinking through and talking about and engaging in deep conversations over. So I'm really thankful that they are able to uh, participate in that. And um, I hope that you just enjoyed that conversation. And as you know, our prayer for every student on our campus is that through every conversation, each student would be equipped to flourish in the modern world by finding their identity in Christ. I hope you'll join us again next week.